Leviticus 15 podcast, where you'll receive Bible study tools and tips in just 15 minutes. Hey there, you're listening to the Focus 15 podcast. This is Katie Orr, and I'm here with Chris. Yet again. And this is episode number seven. We're answering the question, what should my quiet time look like? All right, well, let me ask you this. Uh, When you say quiet time, what exactly do you mean? Well, when I think of quiet time, I think of the time that I'm setting aside to spend with God. So just like you and I may have date night, or I set aside coffee to meet up with a friend. What do you think of when you think of quiet time? I, I don't like the phrase yeah. quiet time. There's been there's been uh, periods of my life where I thought it was uh, either kind of just a funny type of phrase, because it's rarely quiet. Yeah. Um, in our lives. <laughs> Another term you could use, an alternate term, would be like personal worship. Mm-hmm. So there's worship we do corporately with the, with our church family. Um, there's worship that we can do as a, as a family. But that quiet time, really, it's just another way of saying, you know, I'm worshiping personally mm-hmm. um, in a, in a set-aside, intentional way. So whatever you call it, quiet time, God time, personal worship, let's talk about what should that time look like. Okay, so two categories that we have for you today, you can think of it as hearing from God and communicating to God. So in any conversation, it's only a conversation if you are both listening and speaking. If you're only ever speaking, it's not a conversation, it's a monologue. So when we have that personal worship quiet time, uh, I think we want to have both of those elements there. We want to have the hearing from the Lord and then communicating with the Lord. So um, in the category of Hearing from the Lord, Katie, what would you say would be some things that would fit into that category? Uh, Well, definitely studying the Bible, since that's the primary way that we can hear from God and know about God and worship Him better. Okay, so, yeah, so sometimes we study, and when I think of study, I think of, um, like, you know, head down over the Bible, like, really pouring into it. Um, That's not the only way that we can take in the Bible, though. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know in the past, what we've done as a church and what I've done um, is just a reading plan Mm -hmm. where you're reading sections of the Bible every day. So, um, I think I know that there's a difference between the two, but what would you say would be the biggest difference between study and a reading plan? Uh, Well, I think a reading plan is a bird's eye view. So, it's a really... it's a great perspective that we all need. Like I was just flying this weekend and flying over Seattle and you could see where the rivers were. It was at night too. So you could see this perspective of lots of lights and then darkness and then lots of lights. You could see the the all the different bodies of water and how the grid was laid out of the city. And so the reading plan is where we get the big picture of the Bible. Whereas Bible study, I like to call it the bug's life. Like in that movie, the Disney movie, where you get to see this perspective of the ground and the grass in such a different way. And they had little houses made out of tin cans or, or whatever. And so it's getting into the nitty gritty of... Um, Seeing the details. Gotcha. Sorry, sorry, all I heard when you were talking about <laughs> flying over Seattle is, ooh, look at me how fancy I am. I fly in airplanes. <laughs> but so bird's eye versus bug's life, that's the uh, that's the distinction here? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, uh, Katie, one more form of intake, and this list is not exhaustive, but one more form of intake that, uh, that you're particularly uh, hardworking at would be memorization. So, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about memorization. 
Well, it's <laughs> scripture memory. What? <laughs> no what way. No, just kidding. I want you to explain <laughs> to our listening audience the scribbles that are on the uh, on our shower uh, window panes. <laughs> yes. uh, if you're ever to visit our house and for whatever reason be in our bathroom. Um, <laughs> or our shower. <laughs> yeah, or taking a shower in our shower, which you're welcome to do if you stay with us. <laughs> Um, we hope you bathe. Uh, but you would notice that Katie has these, these, uh, sort of these, uh, cryptic letters <laughs> scribbled on pieces of paper taped to the outside yes. of our shower. And it's essentially like the first letter of yes. every word of Bible verses yes. that you're trying to memorize. So yeah. anyway, so it's, kind of, uh, it's a Jedi mind trick. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, trying to, to build in that, that, that memory so that you can. Do the yeah. whole thing. I can't remember the name of that, but there's some how to better memorize stuff brain website that talks about it. And it's a memory tool that somebody's figured out is really helpful. So as you're memorizing a passage, then instead of looking at flashcards and looking at the words again, when you're past that point where you can begin to recite it, but you just need a little bit of help, then you can look at it and it just gives you the first letter of it. And it's really fascinating because something that you're really familiar with that you probably feel like you couldn't recite, but if you looked at the first letters of that that's really, really familiar, you'd probably be able to recite more than you realize. And I think memorization really is more of a bug's life way of consuming the Bible because you have to slow down and look at each word in order to kind of imprint it on your heart. And I feel it's it been it's it's very hard and it's a lot of work, but I have found it to be one of the most fruitful ways to study the Bible is memorizing it. Okay. So that's the those three of the intake side uh, or three things that you could do on the intake side, study, reading plan, memorization. Um, but we would argue that it would have to be in order to really be a, a quiet time or personal worship it's not just the intake, it's also the output. It's also mm-hmm. that communication with God part. So uh, kick us off, Katie. What's uh, what's something in that output category, the, the communication with God? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, prayer requests uh, or petitions, you might call them. Um, I have an unspoken. An unspoken? Oh, goodness. Sorry, that's a different podcast episode. Yes, that's, a different, that's like my pet peeve. I don't know. I guess there's certain situations where you wouldn't do that. But hopefully if you're in a small group with people that you know and love, like you can speak up and tell them you're unspoken. But sorry, soapbox there. Yeah. Um, so prayer, just praying for things that are going on in the world, going on in your family. For me, prayer is usually what's on my heart. But then also there's some great prayer calendars out there that you can get that really help give you a little bit of structure for what to pray for. Uh, you can search prayer Prayers for my husband, prayers for my wife, prayers for my children, prayers for my workplace, prayer, prayers for the world, prayers for the president. And you can get all sorts of things um, often that are biblical prayers, um, which is probably a whole other episode as well. How to pray scripture back to God. Um, and then another one that's somewhat closely related is journaling. And for me, what? I'll take this you, one because oh, I you're gonna hate take journaling. Oh, you um, hate journaling? <laughs> no, I don't hate journaling. But uh, I've tried it so many times. In fact, my uh, my bookshelf in my office is littered with, with uh, attempts where I've tried to journal. And I don't know if it's because I've just seen too many mafia movies. And, like, I don't want <laughs> to, like, leave any sort of incriminating evidence. Um, but, uh, but, no, I've just, I've always struggled to journal. That's not the way that I 
best communicate with mm-hmm. God. Um, I don't even like writing things down by hand mm-hmm. if I don't if I can avoid it. It's because you have like a steel trap for a mind. Like you can remember the stupidest stuff, and then very important like stuff too. Like our anniversary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you you're able to. Your brain just works differently than than mine does. Like in in a brilliant way. Like you are you your mind is brilliant. You can remember so many things. And I think that's the point here that I'm brilliant. Yeah. No, I think this, <laughs> the point is that people work differently. You yeah. communicate differently, and so journaling is not something that I've been successful at. But Katie, I know that mm-hmm. journaling is a, is a big part of your life. So tell us a little bit uh, from the well. Uh, I think perspective the, of somebody who, who the does the big think picture for journaling is is this just as we see in the Psalms, of being able to pour out our hearts to God. So for me, journaling is very fruitful because I can just write out, I'm angry, I'm frustrating. I am frustrating. You are frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm frustrated with whatever. I'm, um, you know, just whatever's going on in my heart. And I feel like that helps me connect with God. Just like if it was a friend I hadn't seen in a while and I'm going to have coffee with her, like, I'm going to leave feeling connected with her if I feel like I've been able to pour out my heart to her and say, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what I'm excited about. And, you know, just that back and forth of what's going on in your life. And so for me, that's what journaling is. But I know, like, I've come into our bedroom before and see you, like, face down on on the bed. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm praying, you know. <laughs> if I did that, I'd, I'd be asleep in two minutes, you know. So... I know that you do that, that that pour your heart out to God. And I don't only do that through journaling, but I And I don't only do that on the bed. Yeah, I mean, you don't only do that on the bed. But I think it's just, however you need to do that, There, there is, it's just very healthy for your relationship with God to have a place in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year, where you have this place of being able to pour out your heart to God and express your emotions, express... The thing, share what you're excited about. Share what you're frustrated with. Uh, he already knows it, but there's something, just like when our kids come to us or a family member or a good friend, if someone comes to you and says, here's what I'm thinking, here's where I'm feeling, even if you already knew it, it just means so much to have that connection with them. You know, I think it just dawned on me why I am not, why I don't like writing things down and journaling in particular. Um for me, like I'm so much slower writing by hand mm-hmm. than I like. I, I write so much slower than I think, mm-hmm. and so for me, it's tedious because as I'm writing, I'm all I'm also thinking: Did I use the right word there? Uh-huh. Is there a better way? Like I've really boxed myself in with this sentence. <laughs> you know, you can't like just hit the backspace button. Um, I guess you could could you know scribble it out, but um, you know, I, I don't know. Just yeah, had a, had a revelation. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, <laughs> n- another component uh, besides prayer and journaling is worship. Now, I know, uh, Katie, you've had people that you've talked to, and essentially their entire quiet time, they would say, is just listening to worship music. Mm-hmm. And so how, mm-hmm. what would you say, uh, is that a good thing to do and not a good thing to do in terms of uh, your bread and butter quiet time? Um, I think that with any one of these, not just worship, even just the Bible study part, any one of these, if that's all you ever do, then you're you're going to be missing out on a piece of your relationship with God, mm-hmm. I think. So 
And I was in that study for a long, long, I mean, I was like all about Bible study, Bible study, Bible study. And that's even part of my own journey of then, you know, having kids. After I had kids, it was like I couldn't get into the Bible the way I wanted to. But what I realized is that I didn't have to have, it didn't have to look the way it used to. Uh, it could be shorter and sweeter. Um, but I wasn't praying. Mm. I was segregating my my time with God over here. I don't know if segregate's the right word, but... Like, it was so separated. It was like, I get to go to the coffee shop. Quarantine. Yeah. And and I would leave it there. It'd be like, okay, bye God, see you tomorrow. And I might have been very regular in my time with him, but I wasn't necessarily carrying him with me in my day. He was always there, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't recognizing him in my moments. When I was frustrated, I just tried to fix it instead of pray first. And so having that stripped away from me, for a season was really good because then it it showed me that I was not worshiping God throughout my day. I wasn't praying. I wasn't bringing my petitions to Him. Um, and so I think any one of these, if they become all we do, if all we do is do a reading plan every year for 10 years, we're going to miss out on the details of Scripture. We're going to miss out on pouring our hearts out to Him with what's going on in our lives or worshiping Him. So do I think that a effective quiet time can be only worship music over time every day probably not but I know that there have been some powerful moments in which all I did was worship and that was a good quiet time I agree um if all you do is just listen to a worship song or two and that's your quiet time on the way to work um you may need to mix in a few more of these elements um Mm -hmm. Because remember, that's just a that's just an output. That's a right. that's us communicating to God, but not necessarily hearing from Him. But so here, here's the here's the the bottom line. If you take nothing else away, quiet time is intake and mm-hmm. it's output. It's it's hearing from God and communicating to God. And if all we do is ever just hear from God, then how are we any different than like a like a like a secular scholar who's studying the Bible as like an anthropology? experiment Mm -hmm. and then if all we ever do is uh do the communication to him just the output side how are we any different from like a child uh or like an immature friend who comes and says shut up i want to tell you about my life and then never asks you about (laughs) yours you know so uh we want to make sure that both of those elements are there Mm -hmm. and i think that that would uh that'll help yeah and i we probably should have said this at the beginning but to don't have like a coronary if you're listening to all these and going I don't have time for all those things. Good point. This is not something that necessarily happens all in one sitting or every day. True. Think back on the last year. Think back on the last month. Think back on the last week. And do you have these elements somewhere? And I think it could be at multiple touch points throughout your day too, where in the morning you do the actual Bible study part. Maybe you do your Bible reading plan at night before you go to bed and you do your worship time in the car on your way to work. That's perfectly, uh, I don't want to say acceptable because we're not like the people to... No, email <laughs> us your you, plans. We'll tell you Give you what's acceptable or not. or not. But, and do your memorization in the shower like I do. You know, like there, it's more... In your own shower. Stay out of our shower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's more of a carry him throughout your day and find ways to do this. Um, think out of the box. And our next episode will actually be how much time should I spend in my quiet time? And we'll we'll give you some ways to think through this. If you have five minutes, if you have 20 minutes, if you had an hour, what would these things look like? So I hope you'll tune in next time. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. 
you've enjoyed these tips, share it with a friend. To learn more about Chris and Katie and the Focused 15 ministry, go to Focused15.com. Have a great week.